Welcome back, Lumberjack fans. You're hearing the happiest voice ever of someone who can officially taste food again. It's my God. It's a big day. It's a big freaking day. Like, I literally wanted to cry earlier when I could completely taste food. Oh, and if y'all know me, you know how much you know how much I love food. I love eating food. I love cooking food. So I'm not even going to apologize for all the pictures that I'm going to be putting on Instagram this week on my story of stuff that I've cooked, which I've already started. But oh, it's amazing. I'm amazing. so happy for you. I mean, I know how horrible. I, I mean, I, I don't know how horrible. Like, I can't empathize, but I can only imagine how like uh, just losing taste and smell could be, especially taste, like. Because like you said, you love food. I mean, obviously I love food too. I mean, good Lord. I don't even know if I could imagine not being able to taste like, you know, just every everything that I normally eat. I just, that'd be the weirdest thing in the world. It's definitely one of those things that like, I mean, I had heard of it being a symptom of COVID, but I just, I literally didn't even think about it until it happened. Sure. And then I was like, this is the worst. The it's worst. <laughs> The wild. Um, well, I'm glad that you're finally on the episode yes. and that you're coming out of it, and that is very hopeful. Obviously, it means you're most likely going to be at the game on Wednesday with me. <laughs> I'm going to be so there. I'm so happy about that. Me too. I miss you, my my little babushka. I know. Um, me too. And another wonderful thing that happened today is it's Betty White's 99th birthday. It is her birthday. That is my girl. That is that is love her. I named my car after. My car's name is Betty White. I love Betty White so much. She's still kicking 2020, 2021. Better not fuck with Betty White or I will revolt. Betty White, please stay in your underground bunker. (laughs) We need you, sweet lady. She's so, so awesome. I love her so much. I think she's like, I want to be like Betty White when I grow up because like she's, she's never had any kids and never felt like pressured to have children, you know, wasn't her thing, that's fine, uh, and she's always been a huge animal lover, and like, um, I don't know, if you don't know anything about her, you should, you should Google her, because there's just a ton of stuff that she's done for, like, animal welfare, and she's just hilarious. Adorable and hilarious, I mean, again, it's just, she's just hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, I was, so I was telling Alex before we before we got started recording here that uh the, so this morning when I woke up um I was looking up Betty White quotes uh just to have a little laugh before I got out of bed to celebrate her birthday and oh man there there were some really funny ones uh <laughs> that I just have to share with y'all because they're the best um this one I texted my mom but she said my answer to anything under the sun like what have you not done in the business that you've always wanted to do is Robert Redford. <laughs> that Robert Redford, he is pretty dashing. Um, and then the other one, I, I can't I can't remember verbatim exa- the exact wording, but the gist of it was, and it, it explained that sh- she was completely joking because <clears throat> I think Houdini sh- died when she was like four or something. But anyhow, she'd made this little funny comment saying, that uh, she and Houdini had this lovely relationship and that she thought things were going really well. Um, and then just, you know, out of nowhere, that son of a gun just disappeared on me. <laughs> what a line. Like, what a line. She is I'm dead. She's so funny, y'all. Um, so happy birthday to Betty White. She's she's just a treasure, y'all. She really is. She is For something sure. else. I know. All right, so let's start talking about basketball. So, obviously, Jacqueline and I didn't attend the games in um, in San Antonio. We stayed at home. I, I think this will help explain a lot of why the stream is just so shit. Um, I, I'm pretty sure when, I, when you log on to there, it says, like, it's a student-run stream. Not saying the students are horrible, but I'm just saying, like, obviously, they're not, like, paid professionals yeah. ESPN quality type stream people like that might answer some of the questions as to why the stream is the way that it is. I mean, let <clears throat> me, we're we're gonna talk about Mr. Nick Springer multiple. Yeah, I have, I have lots to say about him. Lots to say about him for sure. I mean, bless his heart. 
I'm sure, again, this is most likely a student or like a grad student, you know, probably is his, you know, little heart's desires to be a analyst, broadcaster, basketball color commentator, something of that nature. And he had moments of decent calling the game, but I would say about 99% of the color commentary and just him calling the game was just an absolute dumpster fire. I'm not going to say any of it was good. It was all bad. It was all bad, bad, bad. I have so many. The only, the only good part of it is his, is his enthusiasm. Like he wasn't like. Well, I got a bad note on that too. I got a bad note on that too. But anyway, I'll, I'll save it for when we get there. But he was, was some. He was too enthusiastic and he fucked up. Yeah. He was, he was something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, he gave us a really in-depth, like, analysis of our jerseys before the game even started. He's like, and the Lumberjacks are wearing all purple on purple with white and something-something lettering and this and that and white on the thumb. I'm like, do we – obviously, we're in purple. You guys are in white. That's the end of it. Yeah. So that's all I'm, that's I'm so glad that you noted that because I didn't, e- I didn't even list that because I had too many other grievances with him to even include that one. But, like – even for me and Richard Parton, who we know like to discuss the jerseys, I mean, it was overkill to the max because there's there's something in saying like SFA's in the purple and UIW's in white. Okay, so that you know if you're watching online or whatever, you know who's who. But he's like, SFA's wearing the purple jerseys and the purple shorts and the white shoes and the white lettering and it's got SFA on the front of the jersey. And I was like, oh my God, we're not. Commentary on what each player's shoes look like and are they tied or double knotted? I mean, what else are we going to know about the jerseys? I was like, oh my gosh. Do you have, like, a blind listener who wants to sketch out the jersey? Like, I just don't understand why all of that was necessary. It was way too much. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. And, again, it's not like he's on the radio to where... I, I, I got comments about that, too. Yep. Okay. Okay, yeah. We'll <clears throat> yeah. get there. We'll get there. Um, I'd say the only positive note about the stream was the fact you could saw... You could saw. You could saw. You could see UIW's uh, court design. Their little skyline court is that is pretty. Um, it's pretty cool. I appreciate the uh, artistry of that. Maybe I saw some rumblings on social media where we were saying that now we have to redo our court. Maybe we can get some pine trees on our court. Yeah, that cool. would be cool. Yeah, that would love some pine trees on our court. That'd be really cool. Anyway, um, let's uh, go ahead and tell us about all of our history and backgrounds, Jack. Okay, so <clears throat> the history with UIW, um, before this game, we played them 13 times. We only lost once, um, which was in 2017. Our largest margin of victory was 84 to 46 in 2016. And our s- smallest margin of victory was 74 to 71 in 2019. Um, our last matchup, was February of 20, um, and we won 80 to 56. Um, so currently, so far before that game, UIW was sitting at five and five. They had lost, um, they lost to some, to a few decent teams they played. Uh, they lost to Rice, they lost to Texas Tech, um, they lost to Texas State, University of Wyoming, and University of New Orleans. Then our their wins were against Our Lady of the Lake University, which I'm pretty positive is the team that we played like a few years ago whenever we did that um, like exhibition game where we played inside uh, Shelton Gym on my birthday. I think. Oh my God, that was forever ago. Yeah, yeah it was like okay. five or yeah. six years ago. I think that's them, but they're like a Christian um, small school. Like, really small school. I, I vaguely remember that. I think you're right. Yeah. So, they they, they won against them. They won against uh, McMurray University twice, which I've never heard of them. Um, they won against... I've, North- heard of, I've heard of McMurray. I just cannot remember where the hell of it, it, it is. I think it's in Texas. I just can't remember. Okay. Well, they beat them twice. They beat Northwestern, and they beat McNeese. Um, so, gotcha. those, there's their five, right, well, five wins, five losses. Again, they... I mean, they... <laughs> We lost Texas Tech. Literally, Texas Tech just beat uh, Texas. 
the other day, like upset. Yeah. So, I mean, Texas Tech is a pretty good team for, I mean, so decent <clears throat> loss. Like, um, let me see where the heck McMurray is. Yeah, look it up because I feel like I've. Oh, it's in Abilene. I was like, I knew, I knew okay. it was in Texas. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we played them in football as well. Um, okay. For some reason, I don't know why that's kind of standing out in my head. Football, but um, yeah. Hmm. Um, it is a uh, D three school. Okay. That makes sense. All right, so we uh, won the game, uh, 83 to 65. The attendance that they had listed was 176, uh, which I think was probably actually accurate because um, if you watch the live feed, you could see. So I went last year when we played them there, uh, which was the <clears throat> the last matchup we had against them. Um, and first of all, it's the gym is like it's a gym. It's not a coliseum. Um, and it's really, like, not that much nicer than my high school gym. And I went to a small one high school. Um, they have, like, the pull-out bleachers. And the pull-out bleachers that are behind the benches, they didn't even have them pulled out. Like, they definitely were not prepared to have a bunch of people there. And <clears throat> one of the points yeah. I want to make about that is, and again, we've said we're going to do a whole podcast talking about the move to the whack and all that, but... This is one of those important things to note here is some of the teams in the Southland with us currently right now, and this is absolutely no shade to UIW. This just, it is what it is. They are not on the same level growth wise as us. Like we have an actual Coliseum. We have money to have facilities. I think maybe when, and we can do more fact-checking on this, but I think maybe when UIW and Houston Baptist is another good example, I think maybe when they joined the Southland, there was a set number of years during which they had time to upgrade facilities, and I don't know what that year was, if that's come and passed, if they still had that, whatever. Um, so I feel like at some point there was some kind of plan to get them on on track to be closer in comparison to what we are, but, I mean, they're just not there. Like, they are just... That is no shade, but they they have like a high school gym that do not have a coliseum, and right. so here's the thing: like, <clears throat> I'm not gonna sit here and say like the Southlands just a shithole and it's a terrible conference or whatever. It served us very well for a long time, but it's it's also kind of one of those things that it's like it's like your high school boyfriend or your college boyfriend. Like he's not a bad guy, but you kind of outgrew him, you know? Like you grew up a little bit. You're going different directions. You're not on the same page. So, like, you just kind of have to move on. And that's that's where, where we're at, and this is why. Like, when you look at schools like this, like, we're just not meant to be – if we're trying to grow and get bigger, we can't be in a conference that has a, a 1A gym. No, and exactly right. I mean, yeah, UIW isn't a gym. I'm not even – actually not even the worst – gym in the Southland Conference, to be fair. <clears throat> HBU's is the absolute worst. No offense, Caleb Beams, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 high time. It, and it's one of those things where, and you're right, Jacqueline, like, Jacqueline the Southland Conference served us well for, for years, for decades. We've been doing well for decades, right, in this conference. But it's one of those things where there is no sight, there is no, there's no plan, there's no future in the Southland to where they're actually like planning on growth, on moving forward, on making moves to where the Southland will become that premier mid-major conference. No, there's no moves. Just There's nothing that we see that they're doing that, that they're working towards that. So we got, we just, we had to get out. We had to get out. We had to move to a conference that the plan is to move forward and grow and get bigger and make more opportunities for our student athletes but then in turn helps the member institutions grow bigger and grow better. And I mean, and that's what we want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. time. We just, we yeah, have, out, we have outgrown. Time. Yeah. We definitely outgrew them. And you're right. I guess a great comparison comparing them to your high school or college boyfriend. That's uh spot on, man. Yeah. On. He, he was a nice guy, but you know, nice guy, nothing wrong with him. Other yeah. than the fact that he's just, you're growing and he's staying stagnant. Yep. You're growing into a mature woman and he is going to be a little boy who just wants to sit down and, you know. And he's play still playing video games and 
eating cold yeah. pizza. Like, yeah, no. He still has, he's, he's still, you know, he still has, ta- you know, uh, uh, blankets for blinds and um, blankets for uh, yeah. uh, curtains, you know. We could come, I feel like we could come up with a lot of analogies. I could probably write a book on that, but anyway. I'm sure between you and you, we can write a book between city high school and college boyfriends. Like, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. And that might be a, that might be a whole other podcast, but I'll digress from that. Over the summer, when things are slow, we can go that. That'll be our next project. Oh my gosh, yeah, I feel so much better today. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, you do look better. Like, from the past couple of podcasts we've done, obviously, apart because of you know, COVID and all that stuff. Um, you, I could tell that you actually, like you have like your color and your energy back. I can just tell that like you're becoming more yourself and I'm very happy. Eating, eating food and tasting it is like way underrated. It's you know, we take the best advantage thing of in the world. Because it's like a normal process for us. But then like the moment it's gone, we're like, what the mother, yeah. you know what I mean? It's that. Um, all right. So let's oh, talk about self standing. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about standings. Again, nothing's really changed. The top three are still the top three. Sam Houston at 5-0, Evelyn Christian 3-0, and and SFA at 3-0 as well. Um, Maybe when all three of the top three schools that are on the current standings are gone next season, maybe Nichols will have a shot at actually winning something. Um, (laughs) I mean, because you got Lamar, Evelyn Christian, us, and Sam Houston leaving. And so who knows? Who knows who's going to be? Yeah. The head of the Southland next year. You know, maybe it is Nichols for once. Maybe it is McNeese for once. Hey, go or for no, it. Or Northwestern, Back maybe. Because <laughs> at the moment, McNeese is not doing well. They're 0-4 currently at the bottom. Again, shocking. Yeah. Bottom of the pack. Hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, our... Next, our uh, next opponent, we're playing Northwestern. They are three, two and thirteen overall. Um, I don't really foresee them being an issue. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I mean, they lost to Tech. They lost to Louisiana Tech. They've lost to TCU. Um, they did win against a champion Christian college, and they won. <laughs> Again, I think that's when they're. Oh no, and they beat they beat they beat McNeese. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good. We can't get cocky, but I think we're okay. <laughs> oh man! All right, so moving on to Sean Kennedy's stat section. Okay. So the, s- the, the stats. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll. The percentage is not the best. Yeah. We'll get into it. Um, field goal percentage, we were at 55.2. Um, Three-point percentage, we were at 26.7%. And free throws, we were at 55.6. Um, that is not an acceptable free throw percentage for me at all. Um, no. No. I got to say, though. Both teams were struggling yes. at the free throw line. I'm like, they, thing he said all night they were barely below us they were at like 52 percent and we were at 55 um so at, at least it didn't like if they would have been hitting their free throws it would have been a closer game um anyway uh points in the paint we did do well we scored 50 um points off turnovers we had 21 second chance points we only had 13 which i'm not like super thrilled with because we missed 26 shots um but anyway uh fast break points we also had 13 bench points we only had 26 uh which last game we had like 40 or 50 bench points yeah um However, the scoring was more spread out this game, which I I think we both mentioned in some of our points. Um, Total rebounds, we had 39. We had 14 offensive boards and 25 defensive boards. So, again, I'm just saying we only had 13 second-chance points, but we got 14 rebounds and we had uh, offensive boards and we had a shot at 26. I mean, come on. Um, Wow. Fouls, we had 24. Uh, Turnovers, I wasn't super – upset or pleased with because we had 15 which isn't terrible but we only forced 17 so we only had two less than them um 
steals, we had eight. Blocks, we had six. Um, so the game leaders, it was very evenly distributed on points. Um, so I'll kind of run through that real quick. We had Calvin at the top with 13. We had David with 12. We had Cam with 11, Charlie with 11, Rati with 8, and Nigel with 8. Um, and some pretty good stats in there as well, because uh, Calvin almost had a double-double. He had 13 points and 8 rebounds, 1 assist, I 3 blocks. Rati and Nigel had 10. Do what? I thought Rati and Nigel both had 10 points. Was that, was I wrong on that? Yeah, they do. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said they had 8 points. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Calvin had 13 points, 8 rebounds. One assist, yeah. three blocks. David had 12 points, four rebounds, five assists, one steal. Uh, Cam had 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal. Uh, Charlie had 11 points, six rebounds. He was also close to double-double, one block. Mm-hmm. Um, Rati had 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, three steals. And then Nigel had 10 points, two rebounds, one assist. Um, so, I don't... I don't know that they – I don't think they pick up player of the game on away games. But I would say Charlie because that's – Yeah, I think Charlie. I mean, he was only two points off from being the high point. He almost – he was close to having a double-double. Only four rebounds away from having a double-double. And that's – I'm pretty positive that's the most points that he scored in a game. And uh, he actually scored all of those in the first half. Didn't I even – didn't even score second half. One of his best games of the season. He doesn't obviously doesn't get as much playing time, but the past couple games, like he's had a lot. Yeah. And so, like he's he had a really he had a really good game. He had a really I mean yeah. Even though he only had eleven points, I you know those six rebounds, he had a major block in there. I mean, he played well. But yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that more. Go ahead, Jay. Um, so before I go into my feats of strength, I I had two little funny notes I probably should have mentioned earlier when we're talking about general stuff, but, um, you, and you can chime in if you have any as well, but one of them was just another, like, savage, funny Rob quote (laughs) when he's commentating, because so I watched it last night and I tried, which I'll get into this on my airing of grievances, but I, I tried listening to... Rob and their announcer and then I was like I'm just gonna listen to Rob but then that even that was difficult because their stream was shitty and so whenever I would because when Rob does it and it's on the radio it's not completely caught up with the live feed and so I would have to like pause the live feed to try to match up the possession Rob was commentating to the possession I was watching and then whenever I paused it and would push play it would just like skip ahead to where the the live feed actually was if that makes sense. So I would miss like two possessions. And anyway, so I finally gave up, but I still wanted to listen to Rob. Um, But (laughs) they have this kid on their team who's from Honolulu. And Rob says, I mean, this is like almost verbatim word for word. When the kid comes in, he's like, whatever his name is, from Honolulu, Hawaii, dreaming of one day coming to play at Incarnate Word. (laughs) And then he's like leaving Hawaii for San Antonio. I was like, oh my god, he didn't. I was coming to like UTSA or something, going to Incarnate Word. I was laughing so hard. And then the other point I had, which was even funnier, because whenever I went, I went back and watched it today so that I could listen to their commentator because. And I'll get to it on my points, but my dad had texted me and was like, he is so awful. And so, like, I literally just wanted to listen to him. So, I watched it again today to listen to him. Um, But one of their players, every time that their commentator referred to him, he called him by last name. But Rob, every time, called him by his first name, which I think is because it was just such a crazy-ass name that this poor child his parents gave him. His first name is God's gift. God's gift. All one word. What? What? G-O-D-S-G-I-F-T. What in the actual F is that? Like, who names their child God's gift? Honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I think that's the, that's not the only person whose name is God's gift. I, I feel like I've heard of other people being named God's gift. I'm not even kidding you on that. I was. I need, to, I need to double check this. I was but. just like, "What? Are you kidding me?" Like, 
every child is a gift from God, even if it's a gift you didn't want. It's still God's gift, but you don't name your kid that. Oh my gosh. Anyway, those were the two like random points that I had to share because they were just too much to pass up. But I swear, I swear Rob was calling him by his first name because it was funny. Okay. Okay. Um, continue. Hold on. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I found another person named God's gift. I'm not even kidding. And they play basketball. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Hold on. I, I think he plays for St. John's red storm. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, Oh, and his siblings. Oh. Oh my his gosh. Si- his siblings, and again, no shade whatsoever. This is just wild. His siblings' names are God's Will, Precious, Grace, Promise, and Peace. No, I'm going to give shade. People, stop naming your children things like this that you're getting made fun of at school. Like, you think you're being cute and clever and your kid's getting picked on. It's not, yeah, not nice. This for, um, okay, well, his, his, you said his was uh, G-O-D-S-G-I-F-T, like all one word? All one word. Mm-hmm. Okay, his name is G-O-D apostrophe S G-I-F-G-G-I-F-T. <laughs> so there's an apostrophe in his. Um... Yeah, he's from Nigeria, and he, um, yeah, yeah, he has uh, God's will, <clears throat> grace, promise, and peace. So there's that. These kids are getting made fun of. That's all I'm saying. Wait like, a minute. I think his brother Precious plays for Memphis. Wait, the Precious is a boy. Precious is a boy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh wait, he plays for Miami Heat. Hold on. Precious is a Nigerian professional basketball player for the Miami Heat of the NBA. Yeah. He played college basketball for Memphis Tigers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, like, this is right on par with, like, <clears throat> celebrities, like, naming their kid Apple and stupid stuff. Like, your kid's getting right. made fun of. Stop with the stupid names. Anyway. Northwest. Just wild. I mean... Wild. Wild. I can't. Okay. All right. My my feats of strength. These are my starting five. Okay. Charlie is number one for me. Like, <clears throat> I'm so glad that he started the last two games because there is, like, no way to argue that this more court time is definitely, like, making a huge impact on him. And even if – I don't even know if he's playing that many more minutes than he has been because I think yesterday he only played 17 I don't know if that's like a tremendous amount more, but maybe just being in the starting lineup is giving him a little bit of a confidence boost. But, I mean, he was leading at halftime with 11, um, and then that's that's all that he scored. But still, um, he was 5 of 6 from the floor. He got a huge dunk. Like, I just see him playing a lot more confidently. And, I mean, there were several plays where, like, I just I saw him having a much better like court awareness and court presence than I have seen from him ever. Um, I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to because a little tidbit of information, I just Googled God's gift again, and I don't know if you know this, but it's actually a strain of marijuana. Well, okay, there's another reason that your child is going to get made fun of. Yeah, um, it's a cross between OG Kush and Granddaddy Park. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe they okay. sh- maybe they should have Googled that before they chose that name to put on the birth certificate. I'm just saying, but- also known as Granddaddy Perp or GDP. So that's the God's gift hybrid. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. All right, continue. Uh, Holy shoot. Um. Okay. DeAndre also had quite a game, in my opinion. Um. It wasn't high on scoring really, but he had several great plays. He had a great steal on a layup. He had a really nice assist to David. Um, he had five assists in all. He only had seven points, which is not big, but like it was, I just felt like he played really confidently and was really reading the, the court and, you know, five, I mean, five assists, that's great. Um, so also on that note, David also had five assists and made several great drives to the bucket. Um, he was five of six from the field, and he made a three-pointer. Um, so 
me bragging on both of them, that that's just kind of interesting that on the last podcast we are talking about uh, John Treadaway's comment, bet- kind of compare and contrast between the two. And I feel like they, yeah. they both played equally great games uh, yesterday. So, um and then uh, my, my fourth starting five comment was that we were pretty pretty evenly distributed on the scoring, um, which our, our field goal percentage wasn't the best. Um, but it was – I do like seeing it spread out, even though it wasn't the best um, percentage because, you know, everyone was kind of contributing and chipping in a little bit. Um, so that was nice. And then my last one is that Calvin also had a really great game. Uh, like I said, he led he – led Scoring with 13 points. Uh, he was 4-5 from the field. He was 1-for-1 one one on threes. It's not that often that we see him take a three. Um, he was 4-of-6 on free throws. He led rebounds with eight, and he only had two fouls. Um, so, all across the board, great game for him. And when he's not in foul trouble, I'm happy. Totally. Um, I agree. I obviously added in a Charlie Bullet as well in my – uh, feats of strength starting five here. I, I, Charlie had a great game, and I agree with you. Say, like, even though he wasn't high point, you know, I think that he had a really good game. Um, especially again, the fact that this is his second game starting, um, it's just he played really well. He played really well. Also, Nana had a good game. For, he only played for nine minutes, <coughs> did. but in that nine minute period, he had two blocks that were balls to the wall huge at towards the end of the game he had four rebounds and then he scored three points so even though he's only in for nine minutes he did pretty good okay did you notice that their announcer guy kept calling him Rayshon? yes i was going to bring that up in my okay okay um yes i don't know where that came from but anyway yeah okay okay all right I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I'm sure I'm sure everybody noticed it. Uh, so, yeah, Charlie Hill was a big one. I, like I said, Nana, I thought he did well for the nine minutes he was in um, with those four rebounds and those two really big blocks, like one after another. It was great. Uh, Calvin, Calvin, I was so pleased as punch when he hit that three. You know, Calvin's one of those guys where he doesn't take threes because, again, that's know your role. That's not his role. Um, but when he does – 99% of the time, those those hoes are going in. You know, he has a very high three-point percentage because, you know, he doesn't take them a lot, but when he does, most likely they're going to go in. Uh, he had three blocks, one assist, eight rebounds, like we've said before. Um, he was high point. The 50 points in the paint were big. I like, I, I've mentioned this before. We've talked about this before. I kind of think anything above 30 to 35 and up when we have points in the paint, scores, like, point total-wise – is going to mean a good game for us. So 50 points in the paint, 50 pips, ma, chef's kiss. Um, made them foul 29 times, star 24. It's not often really that our opponents have more fouls than us. So that was, I say that was a plus um, because three UIW guys actually fouled out. And I thought that was like, good. We were, you know, really kind of drawing fouls on some of their best players to kind of get those guys out, which I thought was good. Yeah, um, and one of them fouled out really early. Really, early. I mean, there was a guy. Uh, I forget what is. I forget who it was. One of those Holcomb or something. But he literally yeah. had four fouls within the, within the first half. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, let's go. Ugh. I mean, so drawing fouls on the right people <coughs> and getting three of them to foul out was good. Um, and again, like I said, not often that our opponents have more fouls than us. It seems toward the end of the game there, like the UIW guys were just fouling like every. Obviously, a lot of you know, a lot of times that's strategic to like stop the clock, but sometimes it's not. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do, but I don't think they were trying to foul on purpose towards the end of the game there. Um, and then there was also lots of good moments of good, decent transitional basketball. A lot of coast to coast dunks or layups after steals. I just name. I'm just name. A, I'll just name a few that I mentioned in my notes. So DeAndre had a couple. Uh, he had one where he stole the ball, gave it up to David for a layup. It's kind of unselfish ball there. And again, funny that we talk about DeAndre versus David in the comparisons because they were both on the court at the same time at one point, and DeAndre stole the ball and gave it up to David for the layup. And I was like, okay, I'm selfish. You might get it. Um, <clears throat> there was another combination play where Calvin assisted the ball. <laughs> I said that weird. Calvin obviously 
passed the ball to Charlie with for a nice layup. It was a good assist. I think that was the one assist Calvin had. Um, and it was a great little combo play there. They linked up well. Nigel also had a couple good layups in transition. Um, another DeAndre coast-to-coast, like another steal in coast-to-coast. Another David. So again, just some good transitional basketball, either after a turnover or um, a basket. So just good stuff, good stuff. Moving on to your favorite, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild on this one. <laughs> favorite, your favorite segment. Here we go. With the airing of grievances, I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're gonna hear about. Mainly, this goes out to my boy Nick Springer. <laughs> um, I. I don't even know what to say to this dude. Like, other than the fact that I appreciate your effort, but you really just need to do a little bit more, A, like, research before the game starts or something. At least read the freaking notes that you're given or read, read, read the freaking, um, what do they call them? Like the pregame presser thing. Yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know that they get those. I mean, definitely an amateur. And again, I don't know if he was a student or a grad student, or honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter. If you're going to put somebody on the freaking microphone, <laughs> yeah. call the game. I don't care if they're a student, a grad student, or a professional, like, paid employee adult. I do not care. They need to make sure that they know what the hell they're talking about and what they're doing. He called Nana Rayshon. I, I, I don't even know where that came from. I mean, Nana, is your name Rayshon? Yeah, I don't think that it is. And, like, I know sometimes it'll be listed differently, but I've never heard anyone refer to him as that ever. Ever. And, like... Let me, let I, me just quickly pull up the... It's not that on our roster. It's not that on the roster. So, where the hell did he get Rayshon? I don't... Yeah, I don't think that's correct. He called him Rayshon the whole time. Whole time. He tried to pronounce his last name. And it was an absolute dumpster fire. He tried. He got pretty close, but not even. But he called him Rayshon the whole time. Who the, who the fuck is Rayshon? Yeah. Uh, tell me, tell us. I would love to know. I mean, is this like another name that you go by? Or is this like on the official, official paper? I don't know. Help a, help a girl out. Help us out. Yeah. Inquiring minds need to know where that Literally. came from. Literally. Because it's really important. So he also called, obviously, Roti wrong the whole time, which is typical. I mean, they called him Rody the whole time. Rody, 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 Rody. And I think the most insane one was David's because. Yeah, he Cat- said Catchalaris. Catchalaris the whole time. Catchalaris <laughs> until the second half. Until the very end of the fucking game, he called him Calvary's, and I about pissed my pants. And Some. Someone corrected him during halftime because he came back in the second half and said cackleries. He did? Okay. Yeah. Because Someone corrected him. him. Okay. I didn't hear him say it correctly until the end of the game. I guess I wasn't really paying attention fully because I just kind of blocked him out. Yeah. And, out. Um, and then towards the end of the game, I heard him say it correctly. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. And then, then he had these little isms, these little like one-liners you know, anytime someone was up to the free throw line, I'd be like, oh, nothing but nylon. You know, another weird one that he said that I hated was he kept calling half court the timeline. They passed the yeah. timeline. They crossed the timeline. They brought it across the timeline. And I'm like, can you say half court? No one says timeline. Like, where are you getting these say, words say from? Half court. Yeah, just half <sighs> court. And every time someone would make a shot, too, he would also say, like, oh, that was pure. <laughs> like, oh, that first shot went down pure, nothing but nylon. I'm like, Nick, are you okay over there? I mean, um, like, who are you, Dickie V? He Sorry. was he uh, was trying really hard, and I'll I'll hold all yeah. my points on that. But like, what the? La, 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 la. I mean, he was just mispronouncing names left and right. I mean, he got so excited so much. Again, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but I think sometimes when you're that enthusiastic the entire time, you're going to make easy, simple mistakes on things that are extremely, like, routine and mundane. Like, the fact that he would get so excited and he'd be like, you know, like, 
S-S-A, S-S-S-A, S-S-S-A. I'm like, just calm down. It's S-F-A. Yeah. S-S-F-A. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay, little guy. It's all right. They're there. They're there. Um, so yeah, Nick, again, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but you are definitely, it shows that you're amateur. Like, please just, please just do better <laughs> for, for everyone's sake. Please just do better. Um, some other things on the grievance list would be just one of really kind of fundamental things. Again, obviously we won the game. That doesn't mean that there weren't negatives. Um, you know, simple stuff that, you know, shot clock violation happened, shouldn't happen. What are y'all doing? Poor passes into the lane. Fucking, I don't know why the hell Gavin was trying to dribble the ball, but he got called for travel. I, yeah. No, that's not your role again. What are you doing? <laughs> Missed some really easy, what I call cupcake layups, because those things are so simple and so easy. I mean, open net. No, you're getting uncontested layups here, and you missed them. Rotty, what the frick? Yeah, and there was one, I think he was just, like, thinking, the guy was kind of behind him, but, like, he had enough separation, and I think, obviously, he didn't know the guy behind him, I think, was probably in foul trouble, and so he just stopped short and just let him have it and didn't even try to foul or stop him, but, like, then he missed it, and I'm like, then he missed it. you were just right. waiting on him to foul you instead of, like, yeah. just shooting. Why are you waiting on him to foul you? Like, just make the basket. Like, that's what's critical right now. Fuck the foul. And he stopped short. He stopped yeah. short. Yeah. Like, Frank Costanza. I stopped short. <laughs> I'm like, he didn't even follow you. Oh. This is Frank Costanza. Oh, <clears throat> uh, and then there were a couple back doors, too, that UIW kind of threw down on us. And I was like, man, what the? You know, just, some, just stuff like that. Just <coughs> grind my gears, man. Um, our defense wasn't the best either and I know Jacqueline's gonna mention this too for sure in her in her grievances um but for some reason our defense allowed UIW getting 20 points in the paint 44 points off of field goals 18 points off of threes what are we doing what are we doing it's UIW what are we doing question mark like dot 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 question mark question mark and again, like I said, Jacqueline's gonna go into this much more in depth because I mentioned I saw it on her on her list there. And then the three point percentage was absolute garbage, horrible, despicable, like throw up. <laughs> um, did way better in the first half with thirty three percent. But again, if that's your way better, that's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> not the best. It's not the best, but I mean, it was better than the second half, and I was like. Well, I mean, I guess the first half was better than the second. I'll mention that. But again, if your 33% was what the high point was, you know, of the game, that's not good either. Rati, 0 for 5 from the 3. What in the absolute shit? I mean, you made up with with a few moments on defense with some decent defense and, you know, stealing of the ball. But just not a good shooting game. 0 for 5 from the 3. Yeah, and a few of them were pretty wide open too. Yes. Yes. And then also DeAndre, I was shot 0 for 3 from the 3 as well. I mean, not as bad as the 0 for 5, but still, like, yeah, you know. Or you come off a game where you've made a few before, and I was just, like, not not impressed with that stat either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was me. That was me. Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned our little friend Nick Springer because I got to talk about him too. But my goodness. Okay. So first of all. At the start of the game, like I said, I had my little earbud in. I was kind of trying to listen to both, but I'd mostly just kind of turned him down and was listening to Rob. And then my dad texts me and literally says, uh, hold on, I got to see exactly what he said. He said, this announcer knows nothing about basketball. And I was like, oh, like, what is he doing? And he was like, he just doesn't, like, he doesn't really know the rules and he just doesn't know what he's talking about. <clears throat> or whatever and my dad was like I wish I could listen to Rob but the timing's not right or whatever and so I was like okay I gotta I gotta check this dude out so like first of all yes it, it was clear that he really didn't know that much about basketball um and then he was like Alex said he was very he was very over exuberant and like here's my point on that I mean to a point Yes, I'm like, you should have excitement and an enthusiasm in everything that you do, and so that's wonderful. But also, like, 
be a little realistic about what you're actually doing and like the hype that he was trying to bring to this Stephen F. Austin versus UIW game was like, I was like, dude, this is not the Duke Carolina game. Like, (laughs) I don't know why you're so damn excited. Like, it's, that's great that you're enthusiastic about your job, but like, this is not the Duke Carolina game. Like, it's not some, like, barn burning, uh, rivalry game of a power five conference like it's it's a saturday like a duke game yes or something and i'm like i'm like this is conference i'm like this is a saturday southland conference game in a high school gym like let's be realistic about where we are and then he would like one of my other things that he did that drove me nuts was and this is what I was saying earlier. Okay, so, and I understand, here's the thing. Like, whenever Rob commentates our games, if you're watching it, then you're, when if you're watching a home game online or via ESPN or whatever, and Rob's commentating that you're hearing Rob commentate it while you're watching it. Now, if it's an away game, you're only going to be hearing Rob on the radio. So, it's not necessarily going along with the the visual feed. Um, So, maybe they were putting it on a radio as well. I don't know. But here's the thing. When Rob is doing an away game, he knows that the majority of the people who are listening to him are listening on the radio. But when he's doing it at home, probably more people listening to him are actually watching it, right? So you got to kind of hit a happy medium because there's a difference between color commentating for a game that people are watching versus they're only listening to you. If they're only listening to you, then you're you're really given every play-by-play of who has the ball, who they're passing it to, what's happening next. Um, if they're watching, they can see all that. So you're just kind of given some color commentary rather than play-by-play analysis. Okay, well, this guy was like, there was no middle ground. He was just completely giving play-by-play analysis every single pass, shot, what was going. So he was nonstop talking. I mean, nonstop, just like 90 to nothing. Like, he was literally talking so fast that I was like, are you commentating basketball or are you auctioning off a steer? Like, I, I mean, he <laughs> sounded like he was at an auction. Like, and no, 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 now he's passing to the, now, no, no, now he's at the, now he's at the top of the key and now he's, I was like, oh my gosh, slow down. And he, like, he was giving all of these visual clues of like saying, and SFA is going from right to left. And UIW is going from left to right. And I'm like, why aren't you telling us which direction they're going if we're watching? Like, it was it. it was driving me nuts. Um, yeah. And then, the, what's that? Said if it was radio. If it was radio. Exactly. You're, like, you're a little bit more of a visual cue since you're not visually freaking watching with your eyeballs. You're hearing it with your ears. Like, here's what we're doing. Here's what's going on. We don't need that. Right. And, and if also the radio guy and it's being streamed over both. And if that and if that feed was going for both, then he needs to hit more of a happy medium like Rob does, where there might be a few seconds that Rob doesn't say anything. He doesn't have to be speaking every freaking second. Like and it's like, what's that quote where it's like, um let people something about people could question if you're a fool and you open your mouth and let them know that you are what's I can't think of the wording, but you know the gist of what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> basically that people can wonder if you're an idiot, but sometimes when you open your mouth, you confirm that you are. Um, and so I think it was just one of those things where, like, he was just trying so hard to say so many things that if he would have said less words, he might not have sounded as dumb. But since he was trying to fill up the airspace with so many words, like, he was just saying dumb shit right and left. Like, <clears throat> There was one time they called they called a foul on UIW. This kid fouled Calvin under the bucket and they go over to review it to see if they were going to call it a flagrant or not because I think they hit him like in the head or the face. And so, you know, if it's if it's above the shoulders, they got to look and just make sure that it wasn't intentional at one flagrant. 
Well, some other kid on their team had taken a little tumble, or may I say flop. And so he's all saying, oh, oh, well, um, you know, they called a foul on us, but, you know, we had what's-his-name over there just take a fall to the floor. And so um, I don't know why they didn't call a foul on that. And then he's like, I'm guessing that they're going to check and see um, if if SFA fouled there. And I think, you know, I think it's worth taking a look at because he went down and da-da-da. And I'm like, you – are so stupid. And then he's so caught up in, in this little story that then when, when they're done reviewing it and they call them back out, he's like, okay, well, now we're coming back out of the timeout. And I'm like, bro, it was not a timeout. Like, they were reviewing the play. You literally got so caught up in your little story that you don't even know what's going on. Like, it was not a timeout. And, no. and then he's finally like, well, I'm not sure what they called. And I'm like, that is very clear that you don't know. Um, and then <laughs> their, their, uh, players flopped several times and he tried, he tried to talk about us flopping. This dude did an almost full like back roll. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was, it was when they were on the right end of the court, they were going left to right and their dude, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yes. their dude like goes down and like rolls onto his back with his feet, like almost over his head. Yeah. being so dramatic and he's going to get up from that, but then he's going to talk about us. And I'm like, nah, nah, dude, no, no, no. Your players are flopping everywhere. Um, anyway, then there was one time that they called a five second violation on an inbounds or no, no, no. They were trying to inbound the ball and they called a timeout and they go running towards the benches and he's saying that they, they called a five second violation. And I'm like, no, if it was a five-second violation, we would get the ball. They would be both running towards their benches. Like, that is a timeout. I just, yeah. every, anyway, okay, everything that he did was, like, just the dumbest thing ever. <sighs> okay, they. ragging on Nick Springer. Yeah, I'm sorry, okay. Nick Springer. We'll never have to listen to Nick Springer ever again. Not one day too early. It was, it was painful. It was painful. Um, no more UIW home games. Okay, so they made us look dumb on defense, like, multiple times. I mean, there were, like, several possessions where I was like, we're letting them look like a damn NBA team making plays on us here. Like, we're just standing around, and they're looking like Sports Center's top ten because yeah. we don't know what's going yeah. on. I mean, that is just annoying. Like, we cannot be letting UIW make some Sports Center top ten moves on us no um also refresher from last year they can like sort of shoot the three and we just weren't guarding it so that was that um our free throw percentage was garbage 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 yeah 55 percent. no i'm that's not acceptable not acceptable at all um i hope that they have a two-hour free throw shooting practice this week before the game um Let's see. Uh, this game looked much better with the final score than in reality because, I mean, there were several times in the first half that they had the lead, and then, like, at halftime we were up by 12, and we come back and let them get within, like, five points. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, are we really about to let UIW take the lead in the second half? Like, what are we doing? Um it was just it, it looked a lot better when we won by 20 at the end than it actually yeah, was definitely. um and then fouls i will say i mean they did have more fouls than us and thank goodness we didn't have anyone foul out but like i'm just going to say almost everyone on our team had three fouls like vast majority of people had three fouls and i that's just territory i don't want to get into where like across the board we're all kind of consistent cuz Several of our guys, it was early on in the game, too, and so we're having to do subs back and forth where you're, like, in that territory where you don't want someone to get a third or fourth foul right before halftime. Um, so, I just – that's just not somewhere I want to get into. So, hopefully hopefully the next game we move on from that because it was just a little sloppy with our defense and our fouls. Um, so, now that I complained about their commentator for 20 minutes, um, what was your one word to describe <laughs> – I just had so much. I had so much to say. Um, what was your know, What know. was your one word to describe the entire game analysis? All right, my one word would be. I think this game was a pretty physical game, actually, and I 
appreciated the physical toughness of um, players like like uh, Charlie and um, DeAndre David. David put his body line a couple times trying to take a charge, didn't go our way, but I appreciate, again, the physical effort he put in. And again, the second half was a very physical second half. Um, they were playing really hard, and obviously we began to began to pull away towards the end, and, you know, obviously won by, you know, 20 points, which is, which is better. But, um, but yeah, so I think it was a pretty physical game. I think if we can continue doing what we're doing, hopefully um, coming up here soon, we play, you know, ACU and Sam Houston, we can really make it a good game. Um, those two teams are playing really well. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a sure thing guaranteed win for us because again, they're playing really well this year. So um, yeah, the physicality was great. Great game. Great physical game. I agree with that. Um, for my word, I am going to go with collaborative because I, I feel like there was actually just, like I said, the, the points were spread all the way across the board, really even more so than I, I mentioned because the, ne- the next two down the list were DeAndre and Gavin, and DeAndre scored seven and Gavin scored six. So, I mean, only like a seven-point range that almost the whole team was within. Um, so I just felt like yeah. they were really all contributing and collaborating and being involved. So that was, that was nice to see, even though it wasn't like our best effort. I felt like yeah, across the board, everyone contributed pretty well. So totally good word. Good word. Good word. I love it. You know, I'm not, when you know, it's another really cool word, my plates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do better, like transition. Segue, yeah. I, you know, I'm doing the best I can. So my plates. Do not forget about my plates. Why should you get a my plate? Well, you know what? It's a classic win-win. You get the sweet plate, show your SFA pride, and then the athletics teams get about fifty percent of the purchase price. You heard that correctly. So anytime you get a five-year personalized SFA plate from my plates, SFA athletics take in takes in almost two hundred fifty dollars from that purchase. It's a really fun and easy way to support your favorite teams. Um, SFA makes actual, really actually good money on every single SFA purchase plate, every SFA plate purchase, um, even the one year background rolling, which is only 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Again, let's talk about the commitment issues. $50 isn't a lot. You get it for one year, but then you realize, oh my God, I really love my plate and I want to keep it forever. Your commitment is like 10 out of 10. So you can get that five year term. And then guess what? When you renew your five-year plate, SFA gets nearly $400. That is 400 doll hairs. That's a lot more. <laughs> and us moving to the WAC, we need those extra yeah. doll hairs. We do. <laughs> so anytime, anytime you want to buy a new SFA MyPlate, it's really super easy. You just going to go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. That's right. You heard me correctly. www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. And when you do this, you can actually get a $50 rebate. So do it. Love it. Our purple plates are shining brightly on our beautiful white cars, and we couldn't be happier. So why don't you join us and help support SFA? Because guess what? Real fans have my plates. They do. I mean, we're the number one fans, and we have them, so... Yeah, you're not a true fan until you got that my plates, man. Get that my plates, though. Get it, get it, get it. Oh my goodness. Okay, so um, we had a quick. It wasn't necessarily a last minute question or question necessarily for the podcast, but I figured since the question was asked on our DMs, I figured I would just bring it up towards the end here. Um, someone asked if there was any update on moving that sanction postseason punishment to from next year to this year um and if there was any update on that any news i said no not that i know of i haven't heard anything i know jacqueline hasn't heard anything because if she did she would have told me in person. yeah so yeah i haven't heard anything on that hopefully we'll hear something soon i know obviously last week was all about the whack and the wickety whack um so there hasn't been a lot of other news other than whack stuff so as soon as as soon as you guys as soon as we know you guys will know. I guarantee it'll all come out soon, whether it was approved or not. 
Um, and then the other kind of question was about the WAC digital network. And I think it was a really good question. It was uh, basically asking, does the WAC digital network, do we have to, we have to pay for that? And the answer is no, thank God, no. So you can upload and download the WAC digital network app actually on your Roku, most likely your Chromecast, your Fire TV, your Apple TV, your Fire Stick, whatever you use. And that's how the majority of us watched the press conference was through the, the WAC digital network. And it worked well, it worked very well. So um, needless to say is if there's any time where there's an SFA game of any sort, football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, bowling, whatever it may be that isn't being televised on ESPN Plus or whatever it may be, it most likely is going to be on the digital network where it's going to be easily accessible to everybody. So, which is great news for us. <laughs> for yeah, sure. definitely. 100%. Like, 100%, 100%. Trying to think if there's anything else. I feel like there's something. Oh, yeah, don't forget. Uh, we have our Let's Get Wacky uh, Bonfire campaign still out. So you have about 13 days or so left of this first batch. Um, please order. Please support. Again, any money that go that anything that's purchased on there, all that money goes to Purple Lights Fund. Me and Jacqueline don't keep any of this. Um, it all goes to Purple Lights Fund, no matter how much we raise, even if it's $10, it's $10. Even if it's, you know, $200, it's $200, which would be great. Um, any little bit helps, you know, there are multiple different styles and options on there. So get yourself a new purple crew neck or long sleeve, or, um, if you have friends that go to Sam Houston, Abilene Christian or Lamar, there's also colors on them for, on there for them as well. So Maybe spread the word, tell them, like, let's get wacky, let's get wiggity wacky. And uh, if they just happen to buy a shirt or a crew neck, um, they don't need to know that the money goes to the athletics department. <laughs> you know, they can just buy it. <laughs> they don't have to know all that. All right, so like I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, there is a game coming up on Wednesday versus Northwestern. It is a home game at 6.30, and then the next actual home game is on that Saturday, the 23rd. Um, it says 4.30 on the schedule. I don't know if that's going to change to 6.30. Like, I don't know. It says 4.30 on the schedule. So For the Saturday game? Yeah, for the Saturday game. Who knows? I have no idea. We will um, let you know <laughs> on social media if for some reason it has changed to 4.30. I mean, uh, 6.30. On my calendar, um, it shows 4.30 still. It shows the girls yeah. at 2 and the guys at 4.30, so... Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it most likely, Oh, it's a double header. We're going to get drunk again, aren't we? Uh, Oh wait, hold on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a double header. Yep. Oh boy. So, uh, that means we'll be probably purchasing a lot of, uh, seats delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so. Well, you know what? What day is that? 23rd? I get paid the 23rd, so let's go. Let's get weird. Okie dokie. All right. Well, that's about it. I think that kind of wraps everything up from the post-game podcast from the UIW game. Again, Jack's won. Jacqueline is winning because she's feeling better. Um, Yeah, everything's doing good. Everything's rocking and rolling. We're moving right along in 2021. And hopefully, things just keep going up from here. <laughs> and things don't go back down into the 2020 hole. Yeah. All right. So, everybody have a great week. Um, tomorrow's MLK Day. Make sure you celebrate justly and rightly. I will be waking up at 8.30 to go volunteer my happy ass <laughs> for MLK Day of service that I haven't done since college. But I'm doing it because I'm a good human being. Um, That's fun. What are like? Who are you volunteering with? Well, since I'm on the Keep Nakadosha's Beautiful board now, I um, they asked if there was anybody that could help, you know, be a site supervisor um, for some of the different parks and stuff that we're they're sending students to to go clean up and stuff. So okay, um, it's gonna be actually myself and you. I don't know. If, do, I, do you know Brandy Cartwright? I do. So, well, I don't know. I don't know her personally, but her husband's in my bike club in NAC. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I know who she is. I just didn't know if you knew. Uh, yeah. 
his wife. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's who I'm psych supervising with. Okay. So, yeah. Um, any hooser. So, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow morning. Fine. Pray for me. Hopefully, I'll wake up in time. <laughs> <laughs> that's an early and, start. Huh? That's an early start. It's an early Monday for me, but it's okay. It'll be all right. I mean, it's, it's actually later than what I would have to wake up to actually lecture if I was having school tomorrow. Because my lecture begins at 7.30, so. Yeah, that's yuck. Yeah, that definitely does yuck. Freaking <laughs> dual credit class from Livingston wants to meet at 7.30 in the morning. Why? Help. No. Why? No. Like, are those kids even on a high school campus at 7.30? Like, I don't understand. I really have no idea. I really don't understand the purpose of it or the reason being. Why can't you meet at 8 o'clock just like every other high school class? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, again, I didn't teach college students so that I or go to get my master's degree so I can teach high school students. But here I am. So yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever I got to do to make money. I don't care. All right. So anyway, enough about us. Have a great week, guys. And we will hopefully see you on Wednesday at North at the Northwestern game in the sawmill at 630. Have a great night. And always remember to Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.